Welcome to Mountain View Church's weekly one-hour program that includes both new and well-known contemporary praise and worship music, Bible readings, and of course, our weekly sermon. We trust and pray that this program uplifts and blesses you. Mountain View Church is located at 5 Church Street in Te Araha, New Zealand. We hold services at 10.30am every Sunday, and visitors are always welcomed with a smile. We'd love for you to join us. Children's Church is also available during school terms. And without further ado, let's honour God with this week's praise and worship songs. We hope you enjoy them.
let's sing together. Everyone needs compassion, love that's never failing.
I have some thoughts out of the Kids Life Application Bible um, about Judas Iscariot. Imagine winning the lottery. 20 million dollars, all yours. That's one million a year for 20 years. Money, money, money. Would you lie, cheat or steal to get that much money? Wanting money too much or loving it can be a big problem. Judas followed Jesus for nearly three years. He was one of the 12 original disciples whom Jesus called to follow him. But after all that time, Judas decided that it wasn't worth it anymore. He turned Jesus over to the police. What made him do it? One of the reasons was money. He got 30 pieces of silver for his betrayal, about four months' wages. After Jesus was arrested, Judas regretted his decision. Judas threw the money onto the floor of the temple and went out and hanged himself, which we can read about in Matthew chapter 27, verse 5. Money itself isn't evil. We need money to live. The problem is greed. If we do, are not careful, the love of money, the desire to get lots of money or expensive things can make us do things we never thought we'd do. So don't lie, cheat or steal to get money. Be content with what you have. Ask God for what you want and let him decide whether you should have it. He can meet all your needs. You don't have to sin to get what you need. For the love of money is at the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 10Don't expect the world to appreciate you. Look at Jesus. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. John 1, verse 4. 2. God will be with you in your trouble. When Nebuchadnezzar looked into the fire, he said, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they're not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. So instead of destroying them, the fire destroyed the ropes that bound them, setting them free. Be encouraged. It may look like circumstances, Have you locked in? But God is going to vindicate you and bring you out victoriously. Three, it's your trouble that produces your testimony. People are watching you. The things they're trusting in don't work and they're wondering if what you're trusting in does. 
your faithfulness to God and his intervention on your behalf will touch their lives in ways your theology never will. Everyone in Babylon knew what the Hebrew children believed, but they wanted to know. Does it work when you're in the fire? Well, it did, and it does. Four. The greater your trouble, the greater your blessing. Then the king promoted Shandrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Here is a scriptural principle you can count on. When you prove yourself faithful in times of trouble, God will promote you higher levels of blessings. Now listen to this week's sermon that's presented by Pastor Steve Collicutt. Okay, uh, if you have your Bibles with you, if you could turn to John 15. So uh, just continuing the series In Christ, and today in Christ there is joy. And people went, yes! So, um, so the the context is um, Jesus has had a, uh, had the last supper with his disciples, and he's sharing from um, and and he's sharing with them, and um, and in chapters fifteen and sixteen and and seventeen, he says three times in three different places that your joy would be complete. So, um, John chapter fifteen, verse nine. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. John chapter 16 Verse 23, in that day you'll no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. And then in John chapter 17, Jesus is actually praying to, to the Father. And and I wonder if this is the prayer that, you know, when he um, Take take some um, Peter James and John with them and and says you wait here and then he goes a stone's throw and then starts praying and then he comes back and he finds them asleep. Oh, I wonder if John was actually eavesdropping. You know, it was it was just Peter and James that were asleep, but John was actually just listening <laughs> because he says in in John chapter th- and seventeen verse thirteen, Jesus says, "I am coming to you now." But I say these things while I'm in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. And so, you, and so it's like we can experience joy, 
but it's almost like without Jesus, uh, the joy that we experience is incomplete. So have you ever thought of, of God as being a happy God? Is that the first thing that comes to mind when you think of God? You do? Excellent. <laughs> but God must be happy and he must be full of joy because he says, hey, in me, the joy that you experience will be more complete. It'll, it'll be full. And, and so that takes me back to some scriptures throughout the, the Old Testament. And and quite often, you know, when in, in Deuteronomy... Where, where Moses is, is giving laws about how they should um, celebrate during the feasts and stuff, a, a phrase that is used quite a bit is celebrate with joy. It's like, oh, who or where is she so that I can celebrate with her? Or, but, you know, celebrate with joy. You know, don't celebrate with sobriety. <laughs> Or somberness. Celebrate with joy. And, and in fact, in, in Deuteronomy chapter 14, Moses says, you know, if the place where God chooses to place his name is too far from where you live, you know, too far to take your sacrifices or your animals to sacrifice them, then sell your animals and buy the food that you want. Buy wine, buy beer. As much as you like, but celebrate before the Lord. So, yeah. Can you actually celebrate behind God's back? But it's celebrate before the Lord. Celebrate in recognition that he has provided you all these good things. Yeah. And... And there's different words used that are translated to joy throughout the, the Old Testament and in the New Testament. But you know, you'll be familiar with that scripture in Nehemiah chapter 8 where it, where it says, don't be sad. In fact, go get food and share it with those that have none because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And and the, the same word that's translated joy there is only used in one other place throughout the whole the Old Testament. In First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 27, where it says, There is strength and joy in his dwelling place. And, and so there's, you know, sometimes... I wonder, well, you know, we see, for the joy of the Lord is, is your strength. And we think, excellent! <laughs> Where do I get that? <laughs> you know, there's a, uh, uh, the, the word that's translated joy in that place is, uh, is a, th- a Hebrew word called um, chedva. But it's got these, these three consonants. One of them's a fence. One of them's a door. And one of them's a man going, "Hey," <laughs> and and so it's it's literally, "Behold, a door on the fence." But the the word picture is, when you come to the door, 
and open it, you're uniting the outside with the inside. So if I was to open that door over there, I'd be uniting the temperature of the outside with the temperature that is here inside. And so the word picture that's used is you're uniting your joy with his joy. So it's like God's made a way where we can open a door to experience his joy. How good is that? And then, and then you think, whoa, what's, what, what's God's joy? Yeah. Us. His creation. You know, Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, and it doesn't say this, well, the NIV says, For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. In the NLT, in the King James, it says, For you created all things, and for your pleasure they were created and have their being. And it's, and it's like if you look back to Genesis, and you, and you remember, you know, God, God made the stars, and then he looks at it and goes, Oh, that's good. And then he makes land. And the water goes, oh, that's good. He's rejoicing or taking joy or pleasure in his creation. You and us. You and I. You and us. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so there's this joy, this happiness that God has and he desires to share with you. And, and um, you know, what about the, the story of the talents? You know, where, where Jesus says, you know, there was, what, there was what, once a king who was going away, but he, he gave three of his servants some talents. And he, he gave ten, or five to one, two to another, and one to another. The first two servants... They come back and, look, master, with the, with the five talents, I created five more. What was the king's response in the story? Yeah. Well done, good and faithful servant. Come and share your master's happiness. So it's like you've fulfilled your purpose. You've done what I've asked you to. That brings me joy. And I'm so happy about it. Come and share my happiness. Come and share my happiness. Don't just celebrate it because you succeeded at something. I'm really pleased about it. Come and share my pleasure. You know, I don't know about you, but 
sometimes I've found it hard to find joy. And and I find that I'm probably looking for an emotion or an experience. But joy is actually an action. Not separated from experience. So what I mean by that is throughout the Psalms you get phrases like exalt with joy shout with joy dance with joy they're all actions associated with an experience and so joy isn't necessarily experienced independently of stuff that we do because you know we, we find joy in relationships Paul Paul writing to, I think it's the Philippians, says, you were concerned about Epaphroditus because he was sick and, and nearly died. But I tell you, he's well, and that brings me joy. You know, we, we find joy in, in parties and birthdays. We, we find joy in people. We find joy in things that we've created that, that, that work as as a kid I used to try and make stuff with wood and invariably I'd cut myself and so I think I've shared this I got banned at one stage from using my dad's tools because every time I grabbed the saw I'd end up cutting myself somewhere (laughs) but I'd make something and find joy in it or Lego models you know Play with, play with Legos, sticking stuff together in a spaceship that you can fly around. Just joy. And, and so joy is an action. And, it, and it's born out in the, in the fruit of the Spirit. You know, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. But we hear the first three, love, joy, peace, and we think, ah, they're emotions. What kind of emotion is there associated with patience? (laughs) Well, or, yeah, long-suffering. Or what kind of emotion is there associated with gentleness? They're, They're actions because they're the fruit of the seed of the Spirit of God within us that brings about some of that behavior change remember Paul's contrasting the the fruit of the spirit with the behaviors of the flesh in a couple of verses beforehand he says if you have the flesh you behave like this he says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness and self-control but they're actually actions and so in that sense I like the way that the Passion Translation brings that out. So Galatians 5.23. Slow down. 
notes. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Gentiles eat pork chops. So reading from the Passion Translation. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows. Peace that subdues. Patience that endures. Kindness in action. A life full of virtue or goodness. Faith that prevails. Gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. And so joy is an action. And so sometimes when the, when the Bible talks about joy, it talks about rejoicing. I think it's the same or, or similar word that's translated as joy as rejoice. And in fact, I read one commentator and he said, if... If there was such a word, it should be translated as rejoicefulness. <laughs> because it speaks of an experience and an action. It speaks of looking to take pleasure in something. You know, um, in Philippians it says, Rejoice in the Lord, and again I say, rejoice. Yeah. Look for what is good. Look for what is good in the midst of of whatever's going on. Because yeah. my question is, why does the joy of the Lord need to... How is the joy of the Lord our strength? And why do we need it to be our strength? Because we need joy to endure. And sometimes we need joy so that we can get through what we're getting through. When you think of the context of, of Nehemiah... They, they had walls that had broken down. They had opposition for years in building the temple, rebuilding the walls. And Nehemiah says, no, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord, the fact that God is a happy God will get you through this. The fact that God is happy and he wants you to celebrate, you will get through this. That, that joy that God has for you, he... He wants you to open the door to his heart so that you can experience it for yourself. So that your joy would be made more complete. And, and so that means that if joy is sometimes found in reflecting in fullness and in, in, um, in purpose, I can be walking along and I can see a flower blooming. Oh, that's pretty. <laughs> but that's what that flower was created to do. I could be in the bush and see a wood pigeon fly. Or a tui start to give bird song. And I can look at those things and I can take joy. I can be in the bush and finally get to a lookout <laughs> and take joy in the fact that I've made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's mostly downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. And so 
whatever we're going through, we can find moments of joy. And, and we can focus afresh on the fact that, hey, God is happy. And he himself carries a joy that he wants to share with you and I. <laughs> a couple of stories to finish. There was, oh, and I wish I could remember his name. But there was a chief justice in the, in the States. And, um, and he had been chief justice for 30 plus years. And, um, and, the, and so they were asking him about it because they said, you know, you've, we haven't had a chief justice this good since someone called John Marshall. And, um, and his response was, well, yeah, I considered entering the ministry, but some of the clergy I knew looked more like undertakers. <laughs> and so I became a judge. There's another story about there was a, there was a, conf- there was a Presbyterian conference in Omaha, Hawaii. And at the start of the conference they gave each person a helium-filled balloon. And they said, when the moment grabs you to express joy, let the balloon go. Because being Presbyterians, they weren't, apparently they weren't um, au fait with shouting, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! And so they had the service. And at different points throughout the service, balloons were released. But at the end of the service, one third of the people were still holding on to their balloon. Let your balloon go. Express joy. Express joy. Because there is a joy that Jesus has that he wants to make known to you. He's made a way where you can open the doorway to his heart and receive his joy receive his pleasure because he is a happy God and so that's why and how we can have joy in the midst of whatever's going on let your balloon go you know we baptised Luke in water Signify a new life. We did not baptize him in lemon juice to make his face sour. <laughs> okay. You have the seed of the Spirit of God within you, and the action is that joy overflows. So allow that joy to overflow to your face, allow that joy to overflow. Because you'll be allowing God to overflow. How about you stand? Jesus, I want to declare afresh that you are a happy God. In fact, one third of your kingdom is joy and so Jesus I pray that 
that each of us would open that door to your heart. That we would unite our outside with your inside and that we would be united in joy. That we would experience the pleasure that you feel in life and in creation. And that, Lord, (laughs) in a sense, I bless each one to let their balloon go. I bless each one not to contain joy, but to express it, to give it voice, to dance with joy, to exalt with joy, to shout with joy. To worship with joy. Because in your presence, there is strength and joy. And so I bless each one to celebrate with joy. In Jesus' name. Amen.
thanks for tuning in to this week's program from Mountain View Church in Te Aroha, New Zealand. The program is broadcast every Sunday morning from 9am right here on Radio Te Aroha on 88FM and simulcast online at radiotearoha.com. We hold services at 10.30am every Sunday and as we said at the beginning of this program, visitors are always welcomed with a smile. We'd love for you to join us. Children's Church is also available during school terms. You can get in touch with us via our website at mountainviewchurch.org.nz where you can also listen again to this program on demand. Have a blessed week.